We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 349. Our guest today is an Irish show jumper. She is a business owner and a model whose hobby and passion is horses. She successfully competes across the UK and Europe with a string of competitive rides. Having gone through an extremely serious riding accident in recent years and recovering from her injury. Her goal is to share a message of hope and positivity to others in a similar position, both inside and outside the horse world. Her story is so incredible. So I was really, really excited that she was willing to share it with us. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Ashlyn Byrne. Hi, Ashlyn. Hi, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very happy to be speaking with you today. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited to hear about your life and how you got to where you are today. Super excited, but I first want to hear, how did you get started into riding? What did that look like? Uh, So I'm from a non-horsey background, so my parents didn't have any idea about horses at all. So I did your typical thing where I went to the local riding school. And to be honest, I didn't really um, absolutely love it at first. I had a really stubborn pony, um, (laughs) but I realized that early on I um, was definitely stubborn myself and persevered. Um, So one thing led to another. And um, I had a neighbor who used to buy and sell a lot of ponies. And he asked me what I ride the ponies from because he didn't have a rider. So started doing that every day after school every weekend and um, would go to shows and, and do competitions to build up points on the ponies and get them ready for sales so really enjoyed all that part of it and just absolutely caught the bug and a lot of it was kind of self-thought because um, although he was brilliant at picking a pony and he had a great eye for a good looking pony and um, he didn't actually know a lot about the riding side of it so um, a lot of it was trial and error mm. and just figuring it out as I went um, which I think really stood to me um, in the long run probably not the easiest way or the best way to do right. it um, but it definitely makes you um, determined to figure out how to get the best out of each pony because they're all individuals in their own way. And um, so it was um, a great learning curve of how to really get the best out of them. And um, so, and I have to say, my parents were really supportive. And um, my mother took uh, riding lessons as well at the very beginning. So she could understand, we didn't even know how to put on a bridle. So she did that. And she also insisted on learning how to drive a lorry so that we, she could bring me to shows because she thought we wouldn't have um any way of getting there otherwise sure. and my both well, my parents then bought broodmares um, and got really into the breeding side um, and they still do that today and they both really enjoy it so wow. I have to say a lot of credit credit goes to them especially all through my school and college years they were a huge help and putting horses in the walker and um, keeping them going if I was away so they really helped yeah definitely were you always into jumping Yes, I was. I definitely um I don't know if I have the um I want to say patience or for dress out. I love the thrill of um 
show jumping and yeah. I actually didn't didn't really try eventing so much just hit on show jumping early on and absolutely loved it and that was the main sport or discipline around our area um at the time so it was predominantly show jumping so that's all I knew and saw so um yeah absolutely loved it mm-hmm. um fast forward a little bit I know you had a very bad accident with your horse involving like a rotational fall that left you very injured like what do you remember about the day of your accident what happened I actually remember absolutely everything I remember Mm -hmm. in detail yeah absolutely everything so it was a horse belonging to a friend of mine that um, I had uh been taken care of for her for a couple of months while she was gone home for uh, Christmas and I brought it to a show in Portugal um, where I was going to meet her and um, she was going to take him back to compete at the show there and um, so it was my very last day riding him uh, I worked him I wanted to make sure he was uh, ship shape and ready for her return so she could start competing that week and I had worked him in the in the sand arena at the show that day because we'd gotten there a few days early so he'd been he'd been there um, at the show for a couple of days at this point and it was all very relaxed the show hadn't started so everyone was very taking it very easy and the sun was shining and very relaxed day and I'd finished my workout with him and all I had to do was literally walk back to the stables and um, that would have been it but and I just had a photo taken with a friend of mine someone had randomly taken a picture just before it happened and then we were just walking out of the arena and um, this horse had a phobia of tractors and the the tractor from the show happened to go by quite quickly and my friend's horse got quite upset which upset my horse um, and he reared but I, I, I was I'm very relaxed um, naturally anyway so I didn't think too much of it um, but he went so high then he lost his footing and um, came back on top of me but because I didn't think he was going to um, go too high uh, I stayed with him too long so I literally hit the ground, opened my eyes and could see him coming back on top of me. And so I just closed my eyes, braced for the impact. And I remember thinking, "Uh, this is going to hurt. And um, and he he landed and then I opened my eyes again and I could see him flailing about trying to get off me. Um, And I just kind of thought this is going to be a long day. (laughs) And it was, it was. Um, So, yeah, I stayed really calm. I have to say I didn't cry or shout or scream or anything um I just kicked into a very sensible mindset and thought I better reserve my energy now because you know this is going to be a bit of a, a lengthy ordeal um wow. and I I just uh, I could hear everyone around me and they were calling for ambulances and that took quite a while because ambulance had to come from Pharaoh because the show hadn't officially started and um so that was a bit of a process and I remember there were people trying to take my boots off and I was trying to tell them don't worry about the boots they were okay to leave on and because I was pretty sure I'd broken something Um, and of course being quite a positive attitude I at one point I thought maybe it's just bad bruising and I'm I've this you know we're we're all overreacting oh wow I, (laughs) I tried to move my legs and nothing was happening um so that was a, a little worrying and you know when you hear the questions like um you know can you feel your feet and you're thinking I actually can't feel mm. my feet you know they're not moving and um, that's when realization sets in and you do get a little bit scared and mm-hmm. um, but funnily enough I 
when we got in the ambulance and you know we were pulling out I had the funniest thought I was having quite a, a bit of internal dialogue with myself which was I was kind of like making jokes in my own head even though I had no painkiller at wow. this stage and I and I think I'd been on the ground for about an hour or more at this point um so adrenaline was wearing off um, and I was bleeding internally unknowns to everyone at that point. But uh, I remember thinking, just having the strongest thought that, oh, something amazing is going to come out of this. Like this is, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity or a great learning opportunity of some type. This is like, this has happened for a reason. This will come good. And then I remember laughing to myself thinking, who in their right mind thinks that this is a good thing when you're in the back of an ambulance <laughs> and you can feel every single bump in the road on yes, on the right. way. So um so yeah it was a bit of a, a funny one. But um that part wasn't uh yeah. too bad. It was um, more when you get to the hospital and um everyone panics um, right. and they see you and and you think oh this is actually quite serious. Um, yeah. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know was... the extent of your injuries was incredibly severe. You had a smashed pelvis, broken hips yeah. and vertebrae and, and obviously internal yeah. injuries as well. I know yeah. um, you've mentioned doctors said that you would never walk again, let alone ride. Um, yeah. What was your what were your initial thoughts after hearing that? Yeah. So um, I not not to get too graphic, but, I, you know, there was a lot of blood um, when I got to the hospital and they'd moved me around and, you know, they really did panic. Then they realized how serious this was. And, you know, I was kind of um, gone very gray in the face and right. weirdly st- stayed quite cheerful through it all. And um, I gave the surgeon a little pep talk before he um, operated on me because <laughs> he kind of held his head in his hands and said this was terrible. And I told him that it was going to be okay. And I, knew, I had full faith in him. And I remember just smiling. They put me on the operating table. And I remember thinking, it's not great if I have to give the surgeon a pep talk. But um, I was really lucky that he did a great job and stopped the bleeding. And, you know, um, really kind of saved my life at that moment. Mm. Um, and then I was put in an induced coma um, after that. And they tried a couple of times to bring me around you know and I was struggling Um, you know I wasn't breathing when they bring me around so they'd have to put me back under um, and long story short when I did come around and they told me that um, you know it wasn't likely that I was going to walk again and they were talking to my family about you know having to adapt the house for wheelchair use and that kind of thing it was because when I did come out of the coma I, the thought went through my mind like how serious is this are we mm. talking you know really serious or is this a broken leg you know I couldn't gauge right. kind of what had happened um so uh, when I heard this kind of going on I remember thinking like what is my life going to be now I, like I just it was kind of a bit of a shocker um because everything I did was you know I was so active and so busy and um love always being on the go so um, you know, I was thinking everything I love is gone in a flash. So obviously horses, that's gone. Um, I was doing a lot of modeling at the time. I was thinking that's over. Um, you know, my work involved a lot of travel. That wasn't mm-hmm. going to be easy. So um, just was really left thinking, what is life looking going to look like now? Um, so, yeah, that was a, and, and because as well, I obviously I wasn't fully stable um, with regard to um the metalwork 
that was put in at the time I couldn't move any of my body apart from my hands and arms and head so the rest of my body didn't move at that point and you know so you're left a lot of hours lying there um, and visitors were only allowed in for a short period of time into intensive care so it was quite a lot of hours there kind of thinking about this Um, so I just thought oh this can't be for me I have to I have to make this happen right. I have to get out of here so yeah. um so yeah I put my mind to doing that wow. that's where I went well yeah I mean you decided essentially not to listen to any of your doctors and really made it your goal to walk and ride again what do you feel yeah. like it was that made you so I mean essentially instantly determined to maybe ignore some of those opinions to get back to riding yeah, I think um, probably going back to that stubbornness I mentioned earlier and, you know, all through my life I've been told I can't do things. And of course, it only spurs me on to do it. But this is a very different scenario. You yeah. know, it's not like you, a test that you can study extra hard for and, and ace it or things like that. So this is actually your physical being. And, you know, how do you if the professionals are telling you you can't can't physically do something you know how do you overcome that but I just learned so much through the journey that your mindset is everything and I didn't realize at the time I'm I've always been a fairly positive person and optimistic person but I didn't realize that actually relates to you physically so um while I was in the hospital you know the nurses would say that, that I was progressing quicker because of my positive attitude but I thought positivity was just kind of to help you cope with the thing mm -hmm. but uh but no that it, it actually has um a genuine impact on your recovery time um so so that was um a, a big kind of eye-opener it wasn't just you know to help you get through it um and I just really could clearly see me walking I without meaning to or realizing I was just so determined to walk that I could see myself walking um out of the hospital room I could see it so clearly that I just wanted to get up and do it because mm -hmm. I was a few months months on bed rest um you know so I, I couldn't put weight I was non-weight bearing couldn't um you know walk on crutches or anything like that um and when the day came for them to see you know how I'd fared after my latest latest surgery and um, they weren't expecting anything they didn't think I'd be able to stand mm. um which I didn't realize I didn't know I, I was fully sure that I was going to stand and walk um but they didn't have the same um, opinion so um two physios came and I they had a walker to assist me and I thought great and it just seemed like the most natural thing for me to stand up and um, I could feel that they were looking at each other and giving each other glances. Um, so they had me sit down and stand up a couple of times. And then with the help of the walker, um, I walked out of the hospital room and up the corridor. And of course, I wanted to keep going. Um, but they were very keen and eager to get me back to bed. Uh, it gave something untoward wow. happened, but I got weak. Um, but apparently it was a big celebration in the nurse's room after at the handover when huh. um, the news went around that I walked. That was a very big thing. But in my mind, that was always going to happen. So right. I didn't really understand what, what the celebration but it was really really lovely to hear that they were all rooting for me and um, wow. when I heard it back afterwards that there was a big cheer for it and um, hmm. so that was really nice um but yeah so cool. it, it, I I think hope is, um is very important I think uh, you should never never write off somebody and and uh, always leave them even if you don't think they can achieve it you know um while keeping um you know, responsible with not getting someone, not having 
unrealistic expectations, you still need to leave them with hope and for something to work towards. You don't have to make promises that they're going to do this and then have them be disappointed. But you, you can easily say, let's work towards it and see how far we get on the journey. If, if we can get there, well and good. And if we can't, we'll deal with that at the time. Um, but it's so important to have hope to, to aim for. Right, right. I'm so excited to talk about this brand. They are brand new and they have nano CBD products for cats, dogs, horses, but also for us equestrians. The CEO started really with having chronic back pain and was trying to find ways to relieve that and still be able to ride and feel good in the saddle. As you may or may not know, CBD can really help with pain, inflammation, anxiety, and stress, which I would say at times all of us have. So these products are really, really incredible. You can get a sample kit, which really gives the, the full spectrum of products, which I really like. I've been through two now. And the sample box includes the Relief Muscle and Joint Gel, which is like a roll-on gel, and it has a thousand milligrams of CBD per ounce. But what I really love are their Riders Relief Vegan Gummies. It's like a 30 count pack and you you know can decide up to 25 milligrams to 50 milligrams and um, really just as a is a good way with less calories and less sugar but a good amount of CBD um, they also have dog treats and more muscle and joint relief so they really do have some incredible products that are specifically catered to horses dogs cats but also equestrians um, with the owner, Emily, being an equestrian herself. So I really, really highly recommend this product. It is Rider's Relief. So for more information, they are just launching and really took the time to launch um, to really come out with some clean and really effective products. So for more information, visit their website at ridersrelief.com. That's R-I-D-E-R-S relief.com. Well, I mean, you did just that because you have since returned to not only walking, not only riding, but competing at the highest level of the sport. So tell me how you got back in the saddle. What would you remember your first ride? What was that process yeah. like from going from walking to back in the saddle again? Oh, it was phenomenal, to be honest. Um, I um actually my very first show jumping pony um her name is angel and i still have her so uh we <laughs> pulled out angel out of retirement and oh. um, tacked her up and she was the very first pony i sat on so she's oh, a 132 pony yeah <laughs> it was a uh, really really special um and a bit of a off the cuff i really wanted to do it and my family were really helpful and supportive and they had her ready and we used a forklift uh, for me to stand on and it raised me up so that I could sit kind of down on the pony because uh, I didn't have much that much flexibility or movement in my hips at that point so I'd been doing different exercises using chairs and things like that to try mm -hmm. and get the movement that I would need to sit on a pony or a horse and um I've been doing that in the house. Now I was very fragile at this stage still. So I had gone from, you know, being bed bound for a long number of months and coming out of hospital with local physios afraid to, you know, do much with me because the severity of my injuries, you know, they were quite afraid that they were going to disrupt something and they didn't, they weren't really equipped or 
have the experience of dealing with injuries at that scale. Um, so it was a very unknown time and, I, and I'd lost all muscle. Um, so it was really starting from scratch and a lot of kind of pain at the time and, and that sort of thing. So it was very fragile. So it was mm-hmm. an unbelievable boost to sit on the pony because my biggest fear all along was that I would never see that view out through a horse's ears again, like that amazing view. And I was, you know, the thought of never being able to see that again just drove me on to make sure that I achieved it. And yeah. I was so happy sitting sitting on. And I just walked around um, our house at, um, at home, walked around um, a couple of times, and I just absolutely loved it. Now, I had loads of arthritis in my hips. I had loads of, you know, bone-on-bone rubbing. And it wasn't that it was mm. particularly comfortable, but I was so happy to be there. I didn't wow. care about any of that so um just went on from there and a neighbor brought down a pony that I could you know do my first trot and canter on and and that kind of thing so just kept progressing um through it and trying trying to improve um lots of pain along the way but um you know no pain no gain so you have to keep going through it definitely Mm -hmm. how do you feel like if if there are differences, how do you feel like your riding is different now than it was before your accident? Do you find yourself like more nervous or tentative? Has that, has the mindset changed since before your accident? And then what is it like? Is there, are there any physical differences? Um, So funnily enough, I had no fear going back. Um, I felt like, you know, I'd had my brush with death and I was on the clear path I, I kind of thought I was invincible at the beginning until I had a fall and that put me straight back into realizing oh I could actually injure myself again so Ugh. um I I would you know I was so happy and so grateful to be back on board that I didn't have the fear um and it actually one of the horses I got on first was really fresh because it wasn't a work so it, it he reared and you know my heart did pound pretty heavily when that happened um but after that um you know I was just couldn't get over how happy I was to be back on that nothing else really mattered and I enjoyed it all so much more so before I was always putting pressure on myself to do well in competitions I nearly wanted to do well too much I wanted to win and um I just was so happy in the moment to be at a competition first of all that um results actually just came even easier if that makes sense because I was just enjoying and living in the moment and um just so happy to be there to be honest wow that's amazing what's something that I'm sure there's many things that you've learned through this journey that you kind of find yourself sharing with others um I've yeah I've learned a lot to to be honest um definitely one of them is don't sweat the small stuff so when you look back and you think how much time you waste you know saying uh, silly things like it could be uh, you know something isn't right on your tack or you know it could be any silly thing and you let that affect you or get in on your mood and you just think oh in the grand scale of things that is so um such a waste of your precious time because we're all here we don't know how long we're here for and why not make it the best time that you can be so stay in that positive mindset as much as you possibly can don't let any negative energy in on you even if you know someone cuts you off in traffic or someone's rude to you um, now I just look at I, I kind of feel sorry for them. I say, oh, is it, um, you know, sad for them that they're having a bad day and I wish yeah. them like really good, good thoughts. And um, 
that you know they they they'd be a bit happier in themselves, and I don't let it affect me. Um, where it probably would have before. Um, I try not to let that rub off of me, and then I think and that that as well as don't let your emotions kind of steal your um your uh not fun, but don't let them don't let your ups and downs of emotions get uh, affect your life so much you know right. don't let them run away with you so it's important just to stay in that in the moment be grateful when you can be of all that we do I remember hearing someone saying that you know there are people in hospitals that would wish for your problems and mm-hmm. I remind myself of that if you know if there's anything and um, these silly little things that tend to in life just annoy you and you think is it really a problem if not and then another um, thing I always keep to the forefront of my mind is I say I get to do things instead of oh I have to go to the gym I now say I get to go to the gym because for so long I couldn't do these things and um, so we're over you know years I couldn't physically I remember I couldn't stand in front of the mirror to put on my makeup my legs just physically wouldn't hold me up hmm. so all these things now I say I get to do it and it just changes your perspective and your mindset and right. you say, yeah, this is, this is great. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot through it all. And, mm. and just uh, definitely to enjoy the journey um, is very important. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is something that you're passionate about in the industry that you feel people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about? Um, I really think, um, and I think it, it comes through social media, but I think life is a journey. And I think we've forgotten that. Um, and with a journey, there's ups and there's downs. And through the hard times is when you grow and you see what type of a person you are and what you're made of. But mm-hmm. I think through social media, everyone thinks everyone's life is perfect. Everyone's having the best time and are at the best places. And, you know, it's all um, it's not realistic in life. You know, you're going to have hurdles to overcome and just see it as a game or a challenge. And how are you going to overcome them? You know, don't let it and take over and take your happiness, you know, face them head on, come up with a plan of getting over them. And, you know, be grateful that we're here, we get this opportunity, we um, get to be around animals and the horses that we adore, um, Mm -hmm. and give so much to us. Um, And I think that's not always I know there's a lot of talk around um, mental health. But I think, um, especially youngsters today, they don't realize that there's meant to be ups and downs. That's the only way you can grow from um, getting out of your comfort zone. And I do think that things happen for a reason to maybe change the direction you're going in or to, you know, help you grow to another level. Like even the accident. I, um, I remember I did uh, I spoke at a local school. And I couldn't believe how interested um, all the pupils were in the story. And they asked so many questions afterwards and they were really engaged. And one girl asked, um, were you more confident before or after your accident? Which is so funny because, you know, obviously there's so many things you can't do now, even in riding. You know, I have to compensate in a lot of different ways. You know, uh, sometimes my left leg in particular fatigues. And, you know, there's lots of things I shouldn't be as confident about um, even in life in general. Um, but I'm so much more confident now because because of that, not sweating the small stuff, not letting things get in on me. You know, um, you know, if you your suitcase didn't turn up at the airport, you know, it, it's not really the end of the world. There <laughs> might be minor, you know, grievances. Right. But, you know, when you put it in perspective, um, it's not the end of the world. Um, so I do think all these things happen for a reason. And, and um, I definitely learned a lot from the journey I've been on. And, you know, like I went through COVID at the same time and, you know, different 
things were coming in and it just actually made me realize how resilient I am and but it also makes you want to tell everyone that you know don't be worrying about all this you mm. know rubbish that we tend to worry about um, and especially um, a lot of us are so lucky to as I said be around horses you know just focus on those things um, and, and what we get to do and kind of figure out what's the most important to you in your life and focus on that and go in that direction um, with your plan and make a plan and set goals and go for them and if you don't hit them straight away don't worry keep come up with plan b and get to them that way right and um, so i think i think that's important oh i love that i think i've known a couple people in my life you know personally and through work and that have experienced near-death experiences and it's so mm-hmm. interesting because they almost always have an identical outlook on life as you do and really? i just think it's yeah i just think it's such a great yeah. reminder um and that and, and to really listen to people like you who have gone through something like this because I think you are such a great example of what we should all have as a mindset but it sometimes takes unfortunate events like like one that you experience to sometimes get to that point absolutely and I'm very aware and um you know I I do keep it to the forefront of my mind that you know my life could have been over and um, it nearly was a few times on the operating table and um, mm. so I, I you know and I look back and think um you know what did I contribute what did I what did I do in my years that I got to be here and you think I'm getting a second chance you know so many people say oh if I had to live life over there's so many things I do differently sure but it's not too late they can you know they can do it now you know make the changes now for the life that you want and a story I often think about as well is that story where they say the ghosts of what you could have been gather around your deathbed and they grieve you know the things that you could have been you could have done and you could have been so whatever talents you had or passions you had and I just think in today's world we're so lucky and that we do have such great opportunities and if we do want to do something badly enough we can make it happen you know mindset is is really everything and to achieve in those things and and that really spurs me on I don't want to kind of have regrets I don't want to have you know try new things and you know spend time with you know your loved ones and so things like that really spur me on and you think oh we've such precious time here let's make the most of it like let's not waste it on negativity or and don't get me wrong uh, everyone will have a bad day but that's fine acknowledge that and you know think think of happy times that you had and change your mindset if you can mm-hmm. um and 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 focus on that instead and right. um, so I do I, I just think um you know we are very lucky in in the lives that we have definitely looking ahead what are some mm-hmm. riding goals you have for your career Oh, well, um, I would really love to be jumping world ranking classes consistently. So since I've come back, I've done one world ranking class um, and I was the happiest person in the world doing it. I was cantering towards the first fence. So happy. thinking <laughs> I can't believe I'm in a ranking class wow. again. And uh, and then I thought I better concentrate because these are actually quite big. Um, so, <laughs> so to get back to doing those consistently, I would absolutely love. So um, I'm I'm there or thereabouts, but I need I need to uh, be doing it week in, week out. So that's my goal. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story. I think what you have been able to do is, I mean, 
nothing short of a miracle and courageous and and so cool. So thank you for being willing to share your story and share your your outlook on life. I think you are you I mean, as you alluded to, we're already a very positive person, but I think something like this um, has, you know, definitely changed things a bit for you and how you look at life. And I think that that's just really beautiful and really inspiring. So thank you for taking the time and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And it's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.